Oh wait, sorry. Hello everyone. Welcome. My name is Eddie. And this is Alini and Hobson. Hello guys. Hi everyone. And we are in a series called Relationship Goals. Have you guys liked the series so far? Yes, I'm like, I like yes, very much. Very good. Especially when you're on here. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, you know, it's really important that in relationships, we have goals, directions we want to go in a friendship, in dating, and in marriage, and with our kids. Because if we don't make a goal, we will miss and hit wherever. But if we have a goal, we get the direction we want to go. And today we're going to be talking about marriage. And with marriage, we want to talk about how to make marriage last. So how do we make love that lasts? That's a big question, right? Yes. Love that lasts. I remember the day that I wanted to get married to Bethany. Oh, oh I know you're already going, ah, oh, ah. Uh, oh. 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 You guys around me can go, ah, oh, it's okay. Ah, oh. oh. okay, good. <laughs> you know, I... I remember thinking I would do anything to be with her, anything. So I said I would go anywhere, move anywhere, give up what I have to give up because I know she's the kind of person, her goals, her vision, what she wants to do is what I want to do. So I said I want to be with her. But then I prayed and I thought, you know what? I don't know if she wants to be with me because she loves Cambodia so much. If you know my wife, you know she loves Cambodia, right? So she, in fact, she has son. She is my citizen. So I, uh, I prayed. I said, God, I don't know if she really wants to marry me. I know I want to be with her because I would give up anything, but I don't know if she would give up Cambodia for me. And I prayed. And then the next day, she called me and said, Eddie. I want to move to America and be with you until we decide if we're going to be married or we break up. And then I knew I want to marry her. So the next few weeks, I bought a plane ticket, I flew to Cambodia, and I proposed to her at Angkor Wat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, you're applauding at home, right? No one's applauding in here. Come on, guys. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so my question for you guys is how did how did you guys know or decide you wanted to get married? Um, because, like, when we start to date, we start to know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know already, like, what was my goals, my what I want for my my future. Mm-hmm. So I love her, Ooh. and I want to be with her. Wait, wait, wait! He enemy. loves you. Look at that smile. I love you. <laughs> She's too. like, Bing! <laughs> but like, it, like. Uh, to to go to the, to a marriage like is a very big step. Yeah. So it's very important decision. So uh, in that time we have some helps like our parents helps a lot. So uh, and our pastors, our church. Mm-hmm. So because sometimes like when we are falling falling in love, yep. so we cannot see. We just see like what we want to see. Yeah. So sometimes like who is outside, who are outside, like can help us like to see if uh, this relationship is doing good. And, right. and so falling in, in love is a little bit tricky. Right? Falling in love is tricky. <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. okay. I thought getting back up was more tricky than falling. <laughs> <laughs> so so in that time like we we want to get married to go, to go, to get married. So. Uh, we just was just a process. Like we started mm-hmm. to date. After that, we engage, mm-hmm. and 
we decided to get married. So I like to hear like you. It was a process of learning goals, talking to friends, families, pastors. It wasn't just something you did quickly, right? No, no, because it's a huge decision. But you felt love, right? You felt love, but then you wait. You wait to make the vow. Yeah. We have a a time to pray also before we start our relationship. Mm Yeah, before we start date, yes, we had we had some time to pray. Oh, you and took a break from each yes. other and, and no, pray. No, no, we pray together. Oh, okay, you pray together. Yes, oh, but love. just pray. Like just you pray, pray in love. Yeah, like what, what, falling in love. Can you show love. me what that looks like? How do you pray in love? <laughs> like this, you oh, open okay. love. I don't know. I cannot that, express. That look, I don't. That looks the <laughs> same as pray without love. love. Pray, you know. <laughs> okay, they prayed with love. That's cool. I like that. That's beautiful. You know, the reason why what you guys are, what they're talking about is that when you date, dating is all about expectations. It's like this uh, picture you can see. When you have expectations when you're dating, you have to think about, do they have the same goals as me? Do they want to live the same life? Because I'm preparing to do something called a vow. In a Christian marriage, the vow is the most important thing. In fact, it's the only thing that God desires from a Christian marriage. You know, you can get rid of this ring. God doesn't care about the ring. You don't have to have a dress, although I hope you have to wear something, I think. But you, you can get rid of the dress. You can get rid of the church. You don't need the church. You don't even need a pastor. You can get rid of my job. For a marriage, you need the vow, the satja, the promise of a lifelong commitment to each other. And so dating is all about thinking, do I want to make that vow? Because I'm going to, this is going to be a big one. Until the end. Until the, the end. end. Until she dies. Yes. Or you die, right? Or he dies. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's a lifelong vow that you make together. But the moment you make that vow and you're married, the focus changes not to making expectations and saying what you want, instead it changes to making compromise and what you give. What do I need to give up to keep my vow to love you until the day I die? That is such a big change in the relationship, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, I like you. Ooh, it's exciting. They want to do this. They want to do this. And now we make the vow. Now it's, okay, what do I have to do to keep my vow. The vow is what God loves and what he wants more than anything. And we have to be ready for this vow. A vow is not just with our mouth. It's with our heart, our spirit, with our mind. It's with everything in us we make a vow. A vow needs to have a few things. And I want to highlight these three things. A vow needs to, first of all, be something where the feelings follow. Where it's not your uh, feelings are leading you. Oh, I feel like loving you. I don't feel like loving you. But it needs to be something where my feelings, they follow. And my choice to commit to you leads me. To be there for you. To keep the vow of loving you. To listening to you. To caring about you. To serving you. Right? It needs to be feelings follow. Because not every day is your feelings good, right? Yes, of course no, not. What? It's not? <laughs> I'm sorry, Alini. No, it's, it's true in my marriage yeah. too. We need to make sure feelings are following. Second for the vow, it needs to be with a clear mind. We got to make sure it's not forced. You know, 
in, in some countries like Cambodia, they have arranged marriages. This is not a vow to God. The, when your parents tell you you have to marry somebody, that's not the vow that God's talking about. That's not a heart, lifelong promise. Or in some Buddhist weddings you go to, and you don't even say what you want to do to love them. You just sit there and you listen to the chanting. And then you go home and they say you're married. But to God, that is not marriage. That's not a vow. That's just a ceremony for show. God wants you to make a promise with your heart and your mind and your soul. And the last thing, the vow needs to be unconditional. It means it can't have any conditions. This is God. So that means like, even if, I call this the ugly phase. Even if he gets fat, lose all of his teeth, he, he, Get old. he gets old. Now. You keep your vow to him because it has no condition, right? Mm-hmm. Or if she loses all of her hair yes. and her nose hairs grow out all the way down to her chin. Yes. You, just use a mask. You just use a mask. Yeah. Wear the mask. Wear the COVID keep mask. Keep the marriage in love. <laughs> exactly. Because of the vow. Yes. Everything comes back to the vow. So important. We have to understand this to have love that lasts the reason why we want to, God wants this is because he wants a love that lasts. Um, we're going to play a little game. Okay? okay. All right? You guys okay. go for it? And you guys can join us. We're going to see who, is, who can win the guy or the girl. So you're, you're fighting for all the girls. You're fighting for all the guys. And this is called Vow, No Vow. I'm going to show okay. a picture. Yes. And you guys can play in the audience too. And you have to yell, Vow or No Vow, if you can see the picture. Okay, so I'm going to show a picture. Ready? No one, vowel. Oh. oh, we weren't even one ready. One point. <laughs> wait, wait till I say one, two, three. Okay. 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 So one, two, three. No, no vowel. Oh, yeah. No, not this one. Go back. Go back. Go back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this vowel. Why is this no vowel? Because she's screaming and, she, and he's not listening. So it's not a good, healthy communication. No healthy communication. No healthy communication. So it is no vowel. No You're not vowel. honoring your vowel if you just let your emotions go crazy, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Vows. Vows. Oh, boys one, girl one. Okay. <laughs> Why is this a vow? Taking care. Yes. It's not based on a condition that he's healthy. Sickness or yeah. health. You care for them. You take care of them, right? It doesn't matter if they are healthy or not. You stay with them, right? Yes. Okay. Next one. One, two, three. Boom. No, no vows. Oh, the girl gets it again. Why were you slow to this one? Because I, I love her. <laughs> oh, no. so, I love so her. girls have two, so boys I... have one. Okay, why no vow? Fighting and want to hit. they fighting and they want to hit, right? Okay. So uh, is it, the emotions are in control, right? Not communication. Your feelings are controlling him. And he's so angry and he's letting his anger control his action. And this thing, I'd say the vow is completely broken. And anytime there's violence, I think the woman needs to get out of the house. The vow is broken. This is physical abuse and it's not from God. All right. One, two, three. Vows. Oh, I think that's a tie. So I'll give you three and you two. (laughs) Or two. Yeah, I forget the score. We'll say three and two. Okay. Why is that a vow? Because the man is helping her, uh, his wife. Uh, so this is important. They work together yeah. as a team, yeah. as a family, yeah. as a couple. So it's not just like a woman work yeah. and yeah. like yeah. clean the house. They serve and, each other. Yes, yes, and they're old. Other. They're not, it's not like, oh, I'm an old person. You do your thing. I do mine. They work together, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
old and happy. <laughs> this is the vow. Okay, last one, I think, right? One, two, three. Vows. Oh, the guy got it. Oh, yeah, I think that's a, a draw, tie. A draw. That's a tie. It's a, a draw. Why is that a vow? Because he's making his vow in the marriage. <laughs> so, he's, yeah. yeah, it's the time to just, just say, uh, to speak. Yeah. But later, we must do what yeah. we are saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A vow must be spoken. A vow cannot just be, I'll do it and you'll see me. A vow has to be said and then done. For a vow to become real, you have to say it and then do it. Right? Right. Right. In fact, in Proverbs 16.6, uh, King Solomon said this, Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Sin is made right. He's saying here is that love is not enough. The emotion love is not enough. Sometimes we sing songs about love. Oh, I love you. Oh, I want to love you forever. Right? It's like they say, oh, I feel this strong feeling. But the feeling of love is not enough. Love is like a brick. It's extremely strong, right? Yes. Ow. It's very strong. It's very strong. Love is powerful. But it needs faithfulness to become a wall. And that's the cement you put between the brick. See, if you just have love, the wall will fall over. Yes. But if you put faithfulness into your love, it becomes a strong wall. It becomes a home for you to build your relationship into. And that's God's desire is that we have love and faithfulness. King Solomon said this over and over and over in Proverbs. He always puts love and faithfulness together. Over five times he does this because he wants, God wants us to understand Love and faithfulness need to be put together. What does love look like without faithfulness? Uh, doesn't it stand? It doesn't stand. It doesn't last. It ends yeah, up it like... It looks like a marriage will not stand, will not stand last uh, long. Eh? So yeah. we'll, we'll finish, we'll finish very, very soon. Eh? Yeah, the, yeah. You, you'll end up with divorce. God hates divorce. I hate divorce. I have been through a divorce. It's so hard and hurts so much. I would never want an enemy to have to go through that. And if you have someone in your life that's going through a divorce, they need your love and your encouragement to get through it because it's such a difficult thing to go through. God wants us to have faithfulness and love in our marriages. Without faithfulness and love, it ends up a broken marriage, a broken wall. In order for us to be faithful, to have faithfulness, I want to talk about three ways to put faithfulness into your love. Three ways that we can put faithfulness into our love. And the way we do that is, is through a commitment. Three commitments. The first commitment is a commitment to communicate with each other. I want to say this again because I, sometimes I say things fast and you're like, oh yeah, and it takes a while. So this is really a good thing to know. A commitment to communicate with each other. When we get into fights, we don't want to talk to each other, right? Yes. <laughs> you shouldn't agree so quick. <laughs> we often want to go talk to other people, our friends, our family, other people, we, and we want to get them angry at the person with us. But this does not solve the problem. God wants us to communicate with each other and work through the pain and work through the challenge. Because when we do that, 
we get stronger and stronger. This breaks faithfulness up when we stop communicating with each other. A communication needs to be something that we choose to commit to. Saying, I will talk to you before I talk to anyone else about the problem. And if I talk to other people, it's just to get advice. But if I see them getting upset with them, I stop. I stop. In Cambodia, one of my friends says, the parents call, when, the, when, the one, when one of the people go to their parents, they call the other kid a crocodile. We don't want crocodiles in marriage. And you make the crocodile when you go to your family or your friends instead of your spouse. You're the one causing that person to become the crocodile. You need to realize, I need to commit to communicate to that person. I need to promise that I will talk to them first before I go to other people. Um, In Proverbs, Solomon said this, a wise king said this, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is a folly and a shame. It is a mistake and it is embarrassing. What Solomon is saying here is that Uh, faithfulness needs healthy communication, which is listening before you're talking. It's making sure when you listen, you understand them. Because if you don't understand that person and you try talking, you're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You need to make sure you listen and understand them before that. He's saying he wants us to have healthy communication. It doesn't feel good when he's not listening to you, right? It doesn't feel good when she's not listening to you. So you need to listen to each other and understand each other. So I'd like to know from you guys, what are some healthy things that you guys do to keep communication in your relationship? Yeah, usually we communicate a lot. Eh? We speak a lot with each other. Uh, and as you said before, said before uh, it's not, communication is not just speak, but it's listen. So usually when we sit and we have some conflicts, we need to discuss some things. He has conflicts with you? You sometimes, <laughs> but, and we are still learning like how to to lead with uh, like our personalities. Yeah. Because like I, as a man, I have a very logical thoughts, so it's like a straight line. Okay. So I start here and go director to the end. All right. But Eileen is more emotional, so sometimes she is starts that true? here. Yeah. Okay. Good. And she oh, goes there emotional. and there and there and there and go go, and sometimes <laughs> very confused. So we have some struggles sometimes. Yeah. But like. Uh, after, after, so we sit and we try to understand what she's t- telling me, t- mm-hmm. telling me, or to understand what what she was want you to talk to me. Before. So yeah. yes, Leo. Like for me, I, I'm <laughs> still job. I'm still struggle with this because I am different than him. <laughs> You're different. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> because when I want to say something, especially resolve something, you know. I have a lot of emotional now when I want to speak about a lot of feelings. So this can make a not healthy communication in that time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't feel good when you're trying to talk and you feel like you don't understand each other, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't understand you, you don't understand. And so it's really important that you, you first, before you give answers, before you give direction, you first establish understanding. And that's by telling, usually you can do that by, by saying back to them what they're saying to you. Usually when you show your spouse, you understand them and you listen to them and then you repeat back what they're saying to them and that you can understand their place and what they're trying to say that usually helps them to feel 
good about listening to your direction and what you would like to do next. Um, sometimes you're trying to talk and it doesn't work, right? Yes. And you're talking, you're talking, you're talking, and you're getting more mad and more mad. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure with Latino, you know, flavor, you, you just, you're fine normally, right? But uh, yes, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes maybe it gets a little bit angry. I have an advice that my wife and I, we use. Sometimes we are talking and the communication is breaking down. It's not working. We're getting more angry and suddenly we have to go to work. Or Bethany needs to take care of the kids or I got to do something for the kids or we have people coming over and we can't continue our conversation or our argument. We have an agreement and it's called pause. Pause is an agreement that we make in our marriage that says, I love you more than, than, than this argument. I love you more than the anger I feel. I love you more than the mistake you make and the mistake I make. I love you. But we need to stop talking because of the situation. But I promise, pause means I promise before the sun goes down, before we go to bed, I will talk to you. If I pause, I promise to talk to you about this before we go to bed. So this way, pause does not get used as manipulation. Oh, I don't like what you're saying. Pause. No, this is... And don't talk anymore. And then yeah? don't talk anymore. No, don't resolve the problem. because that means later I can say, hey, when you paused, you manipulated me. <laughs> it's not good. Pause says, I love you, but I need to stop. And I need to go pray. I need to go calm down. My emotions are too strong. And I promise to come back and talk some more. You can go to work. You can go do these things. I don't want to put you in jail because we fight. Yes. This way, your relationship can have boundaries and freedom to it to keep communication healthy. So first is commitment to communicate. Next is commit to follow God. To have faithfulness, to love and for a lifetime, we have to learn how to love like God. Because if we only learn to love like a man or a woman, our emotions and our feelings and our ideas are limited to what a man feels or a woman feels. But when we learn how God loves us, we learn to love that way. We learn to love to the level that we learn love for, is coming to us. God loves us without limit. God came to us as a man named Jesus, served us, died for us, giving us his love and his peace ever unconditionally. And this is called his grace. And when we get his grace inside of our hearts, we are able to learn to love like Jesus. And if you have never asked Jesus into your heart, I want to encourage you, if you want to learn how to have love to last a lifetime, learn about the love of Jesus. Ask Jesus into your heart to forgive your sins because that will give you the power to forgive the sins of your spouse and to love them, to forgive the sins of other people and to love them. In the Bible, Paul is teaching about marriage and husbands and wives and how to love in a new way. In the time of Paul, women, I'm sorry, Lini, they were treated like property. And God hates this. God wants women to be loved and valued. And so Paul, in the middle of this culture that treats women poorly, Paul says this to husbands. He says, husbands, love your wives like you feel. No. Just as Christ loved the church 
and gave himself up for her. Paul is saying, husbands love like Jesus. How did Jesus love the church? He listens to us when we pray. In fact, I'd say God listens to us more than anyone else. And he doesn't talk as much as he listens. He serves us, provides for our needs, everything we have, without even asking sometimes. Sometimes she may not ask for things. You should be providing for her. Things she doesn't even ask for. Wow. He would die for us. Yes. You should die for her. Yes. Not if, now. Not now. Not, not now. now. But if, but if, maybe if, tomorrow. If <laughs> and this is the call to love. So, to learn how to love, we have to ask ourselves, do we know how to love? Do we know how to love? Do you know how she wants to be loved? Yeah, usually she, like, when in our communication, like, I start to learn how she, she feels loved. Yeah. So, so let's see if, she, if it's true or not, okay? Okay. So we're going to play a game. Alini, wow. I'm, I'm going to say, he's called to love. So we're going to say, I'm going to show some slides, and I want you to say love or no love, okay? When you see a picture, I'm going to go one, two, three. They're going to show a picture, and then you say love or no love. Okay? Ready? One, two, three. Love. Why love? Because he's kissing. He's kissing. <laughs> love is, shows affection. Yes, You know, even, even though sometimes you feel, oh, I don't want to hold their hand in public. This is love, right? Yeah. And they're older already, so they yes. keep this love yeah, until they keep the it going, end. Until yeah, they're it's amazing. Picture. One, two, three. Love or no love? No. No love. Why no love? <laughs> They're supposed to talk in. Supposed to talk yes, to each and other, have right? a, a nice time, but they, they don't. didn't. Yeah, don't. They don't. Okay, next one. Love or no love? Love. Why love? Happy and taking pictures together. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think we don't like the phone, but actually it's about the focus, right? Yeah. If I use the phone to give attention to you, you like it. But if sure. I use the phone to take attention away from you, so this is the that, that's not love. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, no love. No love. Just her. <laughs> just her. Just her has love. Yeah. But, but yeah. he has no love, right? Yeah. Why does he have no love? She's working and he's just... In the way. He's not helping, right? No, just lazy. In the way, yes. For you, love is serving, right? Yes. It's supporting you. It's not just a, taking advantage of you. Yes. You Maybe don't. showing love is he's working and she's resting. Yes, yeah, so like opposite. Yeah, we'll yeah. Okay. opposite. You hear that? He said it. He said yes. it. So tomorrow. I know. Right. Tomorrow. <laughs> One, two, three. Love. Why love? They are helping each other. They the help father each other. taking the baby. Yeah. Yep. So this is love. In fact, my wife says there's nothing more sexy than a man taking care of a baby. Oh, I did that. I did that. You did that. Many, okay. Many nights. Nice. So you single guys, if you want a girl to like you, hold a baby in front of her, okay? <laughs> Tips. Your baby, your this baby. This is gold. This is gold. Okay. One, two, three. Love or no love? Yes. Why love? love? Happy together. Happy and together, yeah. Yes. We yeah. can see their faces. Yep. They are happy. Yep. Looking at them. It's Great time together, yeah. you know. Spend time together. Yes. Okay. One more? No, that's it. Okay. So now, this is what, how she likes to be loved. You have to learn what she likes, what she wants, because her desire for love may not be what you understand, and you need to learn that. Now, Paul also talks what do husbands want. He says this in Ephesians 5.33, 
Wives, or however, each one of you must also, he's talking to husbands, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Ooh. Guys, we like respect. We appreciate your love, but we want your respect. We want to know in public you speak well of me. That you, if I want to do something, that you will listen to my ideas and not give me that stupid look. But that you will respect me in public, in front of people. That you'll trust me in front of people. And later we can talk, right? But in, in front of others, please respect me. When we argue, please respect me. Don't treat me like I'm less than you, but equal to you. You know, this is important. So we're going to do another activity. Hobson, I want you to say respect or no respect okay. for this next one. So you ready? Ready. So we need to look and learn. Where is the respect for Hobson, okay? So listen, you're going to learn now. One, two, three. Respect or no respect? No respect. Why no? Because she, he is talking and she is not looking to him. So we, yeah, yeah we, feel, we feel respected when you listen to our ideas. When you, are wanting, when you appreciate what we have to say and what we want to do. Not that you have to do it, but that you listen to us. Okay? Yes. One, two, three. Respect. Why respect? Because when she, he is working, she came and yeah. served. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. We want to be respected as men. That you, <laughs> yeah, offer him your coffee. We want to be respected as men when we have to work. You know, sometimes I hear uh, wives say, you love your work more than me. And, you know, that sometimes might be true, but there's a better way to say it. It's more saying what you want. Hey, I would like more time with you. Don't, don't blame work. Talk to him about your needs and what you want. In fact, if you help your husband with his job, he's often working for the family. So it's a way that you can help and encourage him is serving him so he can do a good job. I love it when Bethany encourages me with my work. All right. Respect or no respect? Respect. Why respect? Because she is there with her family, with uh, uh, their family, the husband and wife and the kids together, having a great time together. She's loving the husband and the kids all together. All right. One, two, three. Respect. R- respect. Uh, what, what, what he's doing, uh, he has a free time? Uh, or no. <laughs> what is, she's just with the kids and love more the kids than him? Yeah, she's loving the kids more okay, than him. Okay, okay, no, I understand. So no respect. No respect. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, Alini. Maybe I think like... <laughs> Take the kids and run. <laughs> no, no, because I thought like... He wants a free time, yeah. like rest, and she's helping taking care of the kids. So this, this is often a problem that happens in families is, oh, if I love my kids and I show them care, and I, it doesn't matter if I show love to my husband. No, this is no respect. This is not respectful, okay. right? No, no, no. This is no go. And often this is a problem in marriages because people, it's easier to love our kids because they have to love you. You're the parent. They don't have a choice. And we forget to show love to our spouse with kids. Some people try to fix their marriage by having kids, right? Yes. This fails every time because you have to learn to love each other into the marriage. All right. One, two, three. Respect, no respect. Respect. Why respect? 
because they are together, walking together yeah. and having fun together. Have you ever done this as a guy? You reach out to hold a girl's hand, to show her love, and she's like, oh, no, 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 don't, I don't want to hold your hand. Have you ever had that before? No. No, doesn't, no. <laughs> not for Malini. Not for Malini, yes. But it, imagine it yeah, would feel very, very rude, yes. rude. Sometimes a guy, a husband, he's trying his best to say, hey, honey, I love you. And then if you push away and say, oh, don't do that. It feels disrespectful. You can let him know, oh, thank you, but I like it better when you hold my hand or if you kiss my cheek or whatever you like more. Tell him so he can learn how to show you love and respect what he does to try to show you love. All right, last one. One, two, three. Respect. How, why is that respect? Because they are, uh, uh, they are praying together and seek God together as a family. And yeah, this is a good... Yeah. As a husband and a father, you often do make decisions to help the family grow spiritually. And you want to be supported in those decisions, right? Yes. You don't want her to push against it and say, instead of pray at the dinner table, we should pray after dinner. Why do you do that? You know, you want to be encouraged and help the kids to follow the example if you think of an idea. And it's not easy to say, hey, let's go to church. Let's take the kids, let's read the Bible with the kids. Let's do things to help them grow in their faith. But this is how you can show respect. If you have an idea to do something, say, yeah, let's do it. How do you want to do it? This is how we can show respect. Yes. Right? Okay, so commit to follow God. The next, the last commitment is commit to enjoy. Ha! I always say joy is so important in marriage. And to keep faithfulness going, you need to keep joy inside of your, of the, your commitments. Without joy, your commitments will get low in energy and you don't feel love. I say joy is like the caffeine to faithfulness. If you know, if you got uh, joy, then it's easy to do it, right? Yes. And, you, and with, ca with uh, coffee, you don't drink coffee fast, right? You know, if you drink it fast, what happens? Yeah. You burn your tongue. Yeah, if it's hot. Instead, you should take your time. And enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Let her know, hey, this is a good time right now, sitting with you holding you, watching a movie, our kids on the floor. Oh, I never want to forget this moment, right? Yes. This keeps your marriage faithful. We so easily want to think about all the bad stuff, right? The non-happy moments, the non-joyful times. But we need to insert joy, commit to joy in our love. We need to say, I will commit to remembering joyful moments in my relationship. And not quickly, but take time to remember, to savor them. You know, like hang a picture of a good memory on your wall. Um, get a memory that you can put. I have a friend, um, Sopal Strupler. She put, she, from their vacations, she puts little souvenirs around the house to remember the holiday they had together and how much fun they had. I love this stuff. What are some things that you guys do to keep joy in your relationship? We like to talk about what we did, uh, our, our um, memories from our travels. Mm -hmm. So 
Sometimes we old pictures. Oh, yeah. oh, take pictures and look at the old pictures. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. talk about the people that we met yeah. before, the place yeah. that we went before. Yes. So we, we, we enjoy this time And when together. you look at those pictures, how does it make you feel about your marriage? Um, like how much we're growing together. How you're growing you know? and how strong it a is. A lot of things lot of we passed through together. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of experience. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. It gives you that energy, right? Yes. Yes. Savor, enjoy the good moments. And you know that you're enjoying good moments when you have encouragement, when you are encouraging each other. Oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Oh, this is good. Encouragement. You know, there's, it needs to be positive encouragement, not negative encouragement. Negative encouragement is, is, oh, you never washed the dishes, but today you did. Thank you. This is, not neg- this is not encouraging, right? Encouragement is when I see good in you, when I value what you do, and I say the positive in what I see. This is how you put joy into the commitment. Paul says it like this. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Paul is saying here, Endurance is like the faithfulness. May God help you do that. But it needs also encouragement. It needs that energy to come into it. We need to be people that, in, relationships that encourage each other. And you know what I love about this is, did you guys learn to do this the moment you got married or before you were married? Before and after too. Before and after. Yes. These commitments don't just happen the moment you get married, right? Yes, it's a process. And it's a process. It with each other. Yes. So even if you're single now, or maybe you're dating, or maybe you are married, take time now and ask God, where is my heart at? Where is my heart with you, God? Do I need to focus on the way I communicate to people? Am I going to people with, when I have a problem with them to work through the pain? Am I listening to them? Am I, am I making time to understand somebody that I disagree with? Maybe you even need to, right now you're thinking, God, I'm hearing, I'm feeling there's somebody I need to talk to about a pain they've caused to me. They're doing something I don't like. I want to encourage you right now to pray for that person and plan a time to talk to them. Maybe in your marriage or in your life, you're, you're not following God and you don't know how, you don't have that grace and that ability to love the way a husband or a wife Or maybe you you feel like, I I couldn't do that respect or I couldn't do that love because I haven't gotten that grace of God in my heart. I want to challenge you. Give your heart to God right now. Don't wait. Or maybe you think, you know, I do need to encourage. I do need to put joy into my marriage, into my friendships. I need to bring more joy and not do negative encouragement, but do true godly encouragement. What is God saying to you now? I want time to pray and welcome the presence of God. You know, the way we talk, what we're saying, maybe you're feeling God. It's not about us. It's what God wants to say to you. So I pray you're feeling and hearing the Holy Spirit wherever you are right now speak to you. So we want to pray and ask God to speak. God, we pray for our hearts that you will speak to us. Who do we need to talk to? no matter how much it hurts? Who do we need to listen to, no matter what they're doing wrong? Who do we need to understand? 
God, do we need to ask for your forgiveness? God, I ask you to forgive me of my mistakes, to help me to understand how to forgive someone else, to love them and respect them the way I should. Help me to love my wife. Help me to respect the husband. What is it you need to do? God, please change my heart to be encouraging, let go of all the bad and hold on to the good. God, help me to do that because I'm just holding on to the bad things and I'm not encouraging the people around me. Help me to put joy into my faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen.